Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This music is just a vibe at mm. all times, man. We were mm. feeling like just tired and down. Like, and I this, still feel tired, but, but I'm this vibing is, But you're vibing and tired. That's what it, it is. is. Guys, welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totry, joined as always by the sleepy boy himself, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Pause. Sean, we got a lot to go over today. We've got yeah, we some do. sound from the one, the only friend of the program, Eric Gentry, former Sun Devil, now current USC Trojan linebacker coming back to Tempe on Player in Arizona State for the second time in his career. So we'll get to that at a certain point. We've also got an interview on deck with Ryan Abraham. Uh, he's a reporter covering USC on the daily. Uh, so we'll get to him a little bit later in the show. And then we've also got some sound from Lincoln Riley, the head coach of the USC Trojans, and then Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator as well sean it is this is the episode that if you only watch one throughout the entire week this is the one that's going to get you ready for saturday yeah uh like i'm about to tweet out um you know we've been talking a lot about usc but it's it's always interesting to hear what they what they think about us um and so it's it's awesome to have a a guest from from that from southern california i guess um joining us and then you got to hear what uh Mr. Gentry has to say, yeah, and we've got a fun little clip too as well. If if you're a, if you're an OG yeah, PHNX Sun Devils, and then you already know what it is. I LTC in the chat PHNX Sun Devils, a cut above. Sorry, Jersey Mike's not sorry. I actually had Jersey Mike's for lunch today. I haven't had Jersey Mike's in a minute. That sounds pretty good. I had a breakfast so sandwich good. today. Where'd you get the breakfast sandwich? Bosa. No free ads, but Shorty on Bosa hooks me up every time I'm down there. Two free donuts every time. Seriously? Or not two free donuts. You get well, they've been giving out like they've been doing a uh, uh, like student section, student giveaway thing. You're not um, a student, John. No, I know, but they always there's like a free donut every day. So like you go down there and they'll just give away free donuts. And hmm. I didn't even ask for one. She's like, "Did you get your donut today?" And I was like, "No." And I was like, "But can I get you know vanilla dip, ramen sprinkles?" And she was like, "Yeah." And then she gave me a bag, put two in it, like she does always, all the time. And I'm like, appreciate you. That's crazy. Shout out, Bosa. No free ads, though. Um, What were we talking about? We're going to start talking about USC. I had a breakfast sandwich. That's what we were talking about. There you go. There you go. William in the chat. The Grinch steals happiness from those closest to him. Not a good thing for USC. Yeah, look, before we get into the sound, this is just like, it's interesting because each week I go and I try and find the the sound from some of these coaches or opposing players. And, you know, early on in the season, you're, you're playing an opponent 
um, that at least from our perspective, right, Southern Utah ASU, we agree is better than Oklahoma State. They kind of match up evenly. Mm-hmm. Fresno State, again, kind of match up evenly regardless of what that final score is. Um, so it's interesting. This is the first test for Arizona State. And really, the, the first giant test for, for Kenny Dillingham and the staff going up against the top five team in the nation sure. in USC with the reigning Heisman winner, Caleb Williams, at quarterback. Obviously, a, a lot of star talent on the perimeter. Funny, you just I know we were just talking about Bosa and uh, Tess, and I completely forgot to tell anybody about this. This morning in Bosa, there was a young lady who clearly had just missed like a midterm or something and was Ooh. distraught in Bosa. Like, tears, dog. Really? Tears. She was with, she like ran up to one of her friends. She was like, he, he told me that I was more than 10 minutes late. I was 23 minutes late. And I was like, okay, well... Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're you sounds late. like you made this bed for you're yourself. Late. So I don't, I don't really feel that bad oh, for you. Man. I don't know. I just had to tell that story. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it is. It is. It is like it's. It's tough to say that it's their first like test because uh, it's the staff. In, in my mind, it's not the players. Yeah. This is this is the the staff's first test to yes, to yes. all week long. You know, you're the dog all week long. All everybody is saying is you're going to get your ass kicked on Saturday. Quite literally, there were reporters asking Lincoln Riley today, <laughs> like, hey, w- when do you take your foot off their neck? Like that type of that type of question, which in and of itself is a wild question to me. But still, like, you have to get your guys up for a game yeah. that they are five touchdown underdogs. Now, again, Lincoln Riley kind of said it. Anytime USC comes to town, everybody's going to be trying to put their best foot forward. Yeah. Um, and we'll see, obviously, if Arizona State can take care of that. But while we're talking about Kenny Dillingham and the staff, again, this is a team that is one and two already, and it doesn't get any easier with this Pac-12 schedule. And we talk all day, every day, about what Kenny and the staff are building. But it is interesting because from the outside looking in, we're not the only ones that see this, right? We're not the only ones yeah. that see what Kenny is building, regardless of this team being off to a one and two start this season. Lincoln Riley uh, was asked about the Arizona State coaching staff and their familiarity with it and, and just exactly what Arizona State is now and then what they're going to be maybe down the line. This is what Lincoln Riley had to say. Well, there are staffs that we've got a little bit of familiarity with. I mean, obviously the, the, the head coach, um, you know, a lot of the offensive stuff, and then certainly the defensive coaches all came from this league. And then, you know, there's a reason why you get a head coaching job at, at Arizona State or you get a coordinator job at Arizona State. Means you were doing a pretty damn good job, and, and, and all of those guys were. So, uh, no, it's a it's a good staff. It's uh, th- these guys are good coaches. Like you, you can you could see the things that they're doing, and and they're they're. Uh, the world will look at it and think one thing: they're 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 not as far away as people think they are. And um, sometimes that's just—we've all been there, man. In the beginning of a program, sometimes it can kind of feel that way. And uh, but these are these are good coaches. Um, it's nice to have some familiarity, but you also know you're getting, going up against people that are really good too. So there's a challenge. USC is so fucking pretentious, dude. <laughs> You see that background? If you're all Lincoln Riley's audio. over here talking good about ASU. Uh, and Sean's so just like, Fuck these guys, man. You see their background where they're like, oh, seven Heisman winners. Uh, however many national champ. Fuck you. Anyways, uh, I appreciate the respect, Lincoln. Um, or I guess not respect towards me, but towards the coaching staff. I mean, listen. They, it's nice to hear that, though. It is nice to hear that. I, I don't know what else he was going to say otherwise, to be honest. But, like, he is right. Like, it, 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 it kind of reinforces your point that it doesn't get any easier. Like, the this coaching staff 
or like this conference all has familiarity with a lot of this coaching yeah. staff. So it's going to be a very interesting kind of dynamic there. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, it's true. We, we know that too. Like I, we've talked about it a lot. It's Rome's not built in the day. Shout out the Romans. Um, you can check that. Yeah. Thinking about the Roman Empire <laughs> once a week. There you go. Well, at this point, it's every day now because of the, 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 the trend. The trend. Yeah. But, um, ah, man, I just, just completely lost my train Thinking of thought. The Roman Empire, the man. See, look, that's um, twice now. Twice in two minutes. The tro- no, the tro- I was going to say the Trojans, but no, they're the Greek uh, Empire. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, like, oh, yeah, we were talking about like, it's not built in the day, right? We, 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 know, we know that they're building something, and I think we have seen throughout camp and everything that there's clearly progress being made and you may not have actually seen it on the field quite yet. Um, but they are, they are building things. And then again, there's the, the wild card of who's calling plays, uh, Saturday. And that's obviously going to be a little different there too. So, um, yeah, there's, there's certainly like this coaching staff has plenty of talent on it. Like Lincoln said, you don't get a job here like without being talented. Right. So, um, I, I think, you're going to hear a lot of that from a lot of the coaches we hear from throughout Pac-12 play. I think what makes this maybe even a little bit more interesting than what you're hearing from a guy like Gundy or from any of these other coaches, right, is Lincoln Riley has been to the top of the mountain in terms of college football, right? Very true. All, all respect to the, the other three coaches that Arizona State has faced thus far and the ones that they'll face down the line uh, in Kyle Whittingham, Dan Lanning, et cetera. But when it comes to the cream of the crop of coaches, you think Nick Saban, um, yeah, he's right. Like top you think five. Kirby Smart. Like, yeah. this is a guy, Lincoln Riley, that belongs in that conversation of the top college football coaches. Not only that, but the top offensive minds in college football as well. So, to give some flowers to Kenny, to give some flowers to really this staff in general, regardless of that one and two start, I think is huge. And I think it comes at the perfect time. And obviously, you wish you were in a different situation currently right in terms of Of results if you're an asu fan i think in reality the last thing that you really want to hear is like oh we can let's feel better about ourselves because the approach the opposing coach is telling us that we're going to be okay like you don't want that like i get that but at the end of the day lincoln riley is a well-respected person and he's not going to just stick his own foot in his mouth by giving credit to people that don't necessarily deserve he's not talking about that not talking like that about u of a kevin sumlin no, he's not. I don't. I don't think he. he yeah, he's not going to say or Herm. Yeah, also true. Also very true. So like this is like again, while it is a a difficult at least stretch for the Sun Devils, I feel like ASU fans should should take a little pride in knowing that you know there are other people that do this for a living at a very high level that, regardless of what fans think, know a little bit more than you. And they see what Kenny Dillingham and the staff is building. So it's it's definitely something uh, to keep in mind moving forward. Definitely something um, I think that fans should, should take note of when looking at this game Saturday. Um, but also at the end of the day, there's the understanding that Arizona State is going to put out there at best their third string quarterback, right? Third string, fourth string quarterback, regardless of who goes out there for the Sun Devils. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be Drew Pine from from what I can tell. Uh, but you never know how some of these injuries progress. You yeah. never know um, what happens throughout the week. So it's the same for USC, right? Like USC at the end of the day, at the start of the year, they're prepping for a guy like Jaden Rashado or they're prepping for yeah. Trent Borgay, right? But that's not the case. They're, they got to prep for pretty much two quarterbacks. Not only that, but aside from having to prep from different quarterbacks, you got to prep for Kenny Dillingham being the one 
to call the plays. Which so it is really seen yet. slightly seen slightly different. But what I find interesting about it, specifically as it relates to the quarterback stuff, right, is Lincoln has the luxury of having Caleb Williams at quarterback, right? He doesn't have to worry about who who is two or three or, you know, if he ever has to see his four-string quarterback. So he was asked about the difficulty of even just trying to run an offense with the situation that ASU has right now, and this was his answer. Yeah, I hope I don't find out. Um, it's... It's not, it's not an easy thing, and not because you don't have, you know, ta- other talented, capable guys in the room, but, I mean, you know, probably the last time you repped their third or fourth quarterback might have been, you know, fall camp. And, and so everybody's structured there a little differently, but the challenge is obviously getting it done in a short amount of time. Now, having some time to prepare, like the group does this week, and knowing that it's going to happen and being prepared for it's one thing. It happening in a game where all of a sudden, you know, like the other night, you lose a couple of guys just like that. that that's going to be hard on anybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care who the coaches are. I don't care who the players are. So um, we, we're sure we'll see a, a, a pretty prepared group that will you know, be ready for it. And, uh, you know, Kenny and those guys are good coaches, so I'm sure we'll see a good plan. And you give them a week, they're going to throw some stuff at you. That's going to yeah, that's he brings up an interesting point, right? I think a lot of people, when they see the quarterback stuff, they're like, oh, you don't. And especially if you watch last week's yeah, game, yep. you're just like, oh, there's no shot, right? Yeah, but like we, a lot of people that think they know what Drew Pine is. Just a lot of people think that they understand the way college football works. Well, I mean, yeah. When in reality, you throw out, again, I want to emphasize that like Jacob Conover, regardless of the, the turnovers, was out there. And even Drew Pine, right? Going out there and playing on Saturday. They're not getting starting reps. No. These aren't guys that like throughout fall camp when, or not even fall camp, but when the season started and Jaden Rashada was named the starter. Like, these aren't guys consistently getting reps. Jacob Conover doesn't, like, if all the quarterbacks are healthy, Conover's not getting reps yeah. in practice because he's the fourth string guy, right? So when you're, like, thrown into the literal fire, like, sometimes that's the best you got. But this week, you have a full week to game plan and kind of build your offense to the strengths of either Drew Pine yes. or Jacob yep. Conover. Yeah, no, that's the big key. You're right? going to see a more confident offense out there than I think people are really expecting. Uh, and let's be real, Drew, Pry- Drew Pine, when he was with Notre Dame, again, the circumstances were different. He played a hell of a game uh, in the in Notre Dame's loss to USC last year. 23 of 26, 318 yards, three tutties, uh, and an INT. This is a guy that played his absolute heart out against the Trojans last year, and at the time, USC was number six in the country. Like, that was one of the more impressive performances I've seen from Drew Pine. Now, there's an asterisk next to that because he was playing at Notre Dame, and guess what? Notre Dame has probably the best offensive line in the nation year over year. They had a worse tight end, though. You fucking watch your mouth. You're going to tell me that J- that Michael Mayer is... I'm not having this conversation about Michael Mayer and Jalen Conyers. Jalen's better. Michael Mayer's in the NFL. Jalen is not yet. So, until that gets resolved, Michael Mayer Michael is Mayer wasn't even the best tight end in his draft class. He just does this to piss me off. That's what he does. I mean, if he was, he would have dra- got drafted before Dalton Kincaid. That's all I'm saying. Bills had an opportunity to take whatever tight end they want, and they said, I want the best one, and they drafted Drew Pine. So Drew Pine completed Pine, 88% <laughs> of his passes against USC. Now, this USC defense has regressed. It is led by defensive coordinator uh, Alex Grinch. And let's be real. This USC defense is Swiss cheese. Um, the ASU defense is far superior to this USC defense, regardless of what people um, want to talk about when you talk about the number five team in the nation in USC. Mm. But 
it's it's a challenge for him as well, right? Because at the end of the day, he's got to prep for going against a team um, that doesn't know which quarterback they're going to throw out yet. It doesn't know really what the offense is going to look like. Uh, so Alex Grinch, I mean, he kept it kind of candid with what it's going to be like and how you prep for a team uh, that ha- that is going through kind of all these changes. This is what Grinch said. You kind of put it in the same category as that, that, that opener, you know, first game. There's obviously some, some tendencies and kind of look at light plays and, you know, what, what stood out in regards to who the quarterback was. You know, and obviously you got a head coach that's been offensive coordinator before, so it's called plays before. So there's some, some similarities that way. But I, I, the, the simple answer is you kind of put it in that category, except the fact that you don't know as much as maybe you'd like to think you would know after, after a few games. And, um, and then rule it out. That's one thing we talk to our guys all the time. What's your rule? There's a rule for it. Whoever's the quarterback who's ever played the guard spot, who's ever the ex receiver, whatever it is, there's a rule for it. So we just got to make sure we uh, uh, obviously hit the, uh, hit the play button for that rule. Yeah, right. Like when you're going against a team the way Arizona State is right now, you I feel like if you're USC, you have to treat it like an opener. Like you'd like to think that you know what Arizona State is going to do because of yeah. what they've shown you over the first three weeks. But guess what? What they did the first three weeks was because they had Jaden Rashada at quarterback or because Bo Baldwin was calling plays or because the offensive line had these guys and now they don't. Yeah. Like it is a completely different unit than 100%. it was last week and it's a completely different unit than it was the week before. Like you're going to get a new Arizona State offense, which, Sean, do you think that favors ASU going into this game? Uh, I mean... Obviously not yeah. favoring like, the uh, yeah. term of the game. I, but, I like, mean, it does in the sense that, like, can't get much worse than where they've been at. So, like, at this point, you're kind of playing with house money in that regard. And, and yeah, now you have the, the element of surprise, and that, that can be an equalizer, at least early on in the game. Um so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this offense is obviously going to look better, right? Right, like than it did last week because a, it's impossible to get worse, and b, they they've had a full week together. Guys are, are some guys are healthy again. Um, so it, it, yeah, I definitely think in terms of like our offense versus their defense, like the matchup certainly favors ASU. Um, and again, not because ASU's offense is anything special, but just because they're going to have that element of surprise against a defense that's not all that great. And I think from a fan perspective, I think Shane and I have talked about this too. Is like, it almost cool. gives you, you're right. It only gives it, it almost gives you like a little bit more excitement going into this game because you're like, maybe what, like what if like you almost as the week goes on, you talk yourself into it. You're yeah. like, huh, well, like what if like uh, what if they fucking are the best offense ever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what if what if this what if like, this is exactly what we needed? Yeah. What if Drew Pine is just the answer? Um. What if what if you know you said Conyers that the moment he came in touchdowns. you said that the moment that Drew Pine came in you tweeted I think Drew Pine season and I think he fumbled that very first no he did and then I said yeah tough starts of the season yeah I mean yeah, yeah that's pretty brutal um, but again he's going to be a lot more comfortable uh, again I, th- I think it's impossible to be less comfortable than he was in that situation all you could considered. be you could play without shoes oh yeah uh, grass is nice grass is soft yeah but not when everyone else is wearing cleats that's yeah, got to be fair. real uncomfortable that's fair um, but no yeah like it. it I think, it, again, there's nothing for ASU to lose here. So everything kind of falls in their favor. Also, I want to go back. I would love to see this offense, and I don't, I'm by no means, I don't want this done like I'm rooting for Caleb Williams to get injured, but because he was talking about this with the backup quarterbacks earlier, I would love to see this USC offense have to play without Caleb Williams. Like if Caleb Williams just in the middle of the game was like, ah, my tummy hurts, I'm not playing anymore. Um, my tummy hurts? Yeah, because I don't want to, I can't put an actual injury out. You're right, his tummy hurts. Um, he just gets, you know, 
Yeah, his tummy hurts. Um, and then you have to go. Caleb Williams going to Lincoln Riley on the sideline. My tummy hurts. My tummy hurts. That would be really tough. Okay, you can head in. You can head into the block room. (laughs) But no, I I would would really like to see what that offense looks like without without Caleb Williams. Um, I would like to see what Lincoln Riley's USC program looks like without Caleb Williams. I mean, it looks like, I mean, you saw what they were capable of, or just what Lincoln Riley from an offensive standpoint is capable of. It's scary. Yeah. It is one of the most potent offenses in the nation year over year. And it doesn't matter who is playing defense, to be honest with you, whether that be Eric Gentry, whether that or whether that be Arizona State, whether that be Colorado, Oregon, whatever, like Lincoln Riley and USC know how to move the football and they've proven it week over week um, that they are one of, if not the best offense in the nation. But Enough about us talking about it. Let's go ahead uh, and bring in our guest of the day, Ryan Abraham, uh, who covers this team on a daily basis. Uh, It's going to be nice to actually get to have you here and tell us a little bit about the Trojans. Uh, Ryan, first and foremost, man, thank you for for taking the time. I know you've kind of been all over the place trying to get to uh, Tempe. I think we might have your mic muted. I think your mic might be muted here. Let's see if we can get that fixed here in a second. One moment. Let's see. What about now? Can you hear me now? Oh, there, there we go. go. Yeah. Perfect. I don't know. That Perfect. Was yeah, that just glitched out. Awesome. Thank you. I'm Thank like you, Ryan. Uh, obviously, everything as it relates to USC goes through Caleb Williams for ASU fans. They haven't had to face a quarterback um, of that caliber quite yet. I think the last time that they actually faced uh, a quarterback that had won the Heisman was years ago in Matt Leinart. Um, But just like, what does Caleb Williams bring to the USC offense? It's yeah, he's uh, special. I mean, I've been covering this team for a long time and I've seen, you know, Carson Palmer's and Matt Leinart's and, Matt Barkley is a lot of great USC quarterbacks, but he's, I think, head and shoulders above the rest. I mean, I think Liner would tell you he's the most talented quarterback that he's seen wearing a USC, USC uniform. I think he's leading the nation in quarterback rating. And if you look at him, I mean, he, did, he only played the first half the last game. Um, he's just not playing a whole lot because he didn't have to, but super efficient. Uh, you know, I thought he did a really good job last year of taking care of the football. And he's been able to do that again. Um, you know, they, they, you know, no turnovers, uh, no interceptions so far this year. So he's just someone that he just brings a lot to the table with his leadership. Uh, he has a lot of arm talent. You see some of the weird angled throws that's, you know, Patrick Mahomes light, if you want to say. Like there's some similarities to, to a guy like that. But some of the plays he keeps alive and keeps his eyes down the field and finds somebody open and makes the crazy throw uh, against Stanford. He had that one in the back of the end zone to Dorian Singer that you're just like, how, who can do that? And how do you stop them? So, yeah, he's a, he's a special. He's as talented as, as I've seen around there. Just, he just brings a whole lot to the table for USC. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're not playing 11-on-1, though, right? Like, Caleb's got, <laughs> got a, couple of, a couple of other guys on that. So, so what outside of Caleb Williams makes this USC offense as potent as it is? Mm-hmm. First of all, I love the kilt lifter behind me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a big red beer fan. Um, but yes, uh, so they they do they loaded up last year when Lincoln Riley came in with skilled position guys and you know bringing in like a Jordan Addison, but they're back. You know, I mentioned Dorian Singer. He was the Pac-12 second leading receiver last year. He transfers in 
uh, from Arizona. Tosh Washington's kind of quietly been this guy who transferred in a couple of years ago from Memphis, just makes plays all the time. Um, you know, Brendan Rice, who transferred in from Colorado, you know, Jerry Rice's kid, like he doesn't have a lot of catches, but every time he catches the ball, it seems like it's a touchdown. They just have a lot of guys that you could work at the receiver spot. And, you know, Deuce Robinson, he's one of the top receivers on this team, and he's only playing garbage time. He's one of the, the five-star freshmen they bring in. And they love Zachariah Branch from Bishop Gorman High School. So there's a lot of dudes he could throw the ball to. Uh, they're probably working mostly Lake McCree at the tight end spot. Uh, he's, he's improved his production a little bit this year, so we'll see. But they don't use it a lot. And then at the you know running back, they, they really got hurt by Travis Dye uh, running out of eligibility. He got hurt end of last year. He came in from Oregon, was a huge leader. But they love Marshawn Lloyd, who comes in from South Carolina, along with Austin Jones, who's a lot of transfers here, a transfer from Stanford a couple of years ago. Um, and so they, they, you know, they got a good running back core, uh, you know, the great receivers and stuff. And I think the offensive line is coming along. That's probably what the weak spot would be, you know, three guys that are transfers starting on that line. Uh, you know, that I think there's less depth there where if you lose a wide receiver to, you're probably okay. Hmm. If you lose one of the starting offensive line, it might be a little more, of a difficult situation and they're starting this is their first of nine straight weeks of power five opponents so it's going to definitely be tough but um it's a it's a loaded offense i mean it's just they're they just got dudes everywhere yeah i mean kenny dillingham has kind of talked about it throughout the week that you don't stop caleb williams you can only do your best to try and limit um what he and the rest of this usc offense do but on the other side of the ball for usc i think that's where a lot of teams probably feel like um, they can make their mark or at least keep it competitive with USC. What is the makeup of this Trojan defense? And maybe what's the weakness um, of that unit? Yeah. And I think last year, I mean, they were, it was an awful defense. I mean, they were, especially at the end of the season, they could not get a stop. Now they've been huge favorites, overmatched all their opponents so far through three games, but they've looked a lot better on the defensive side of the ball than what we saw last year getting a bunch of stops they're not forcing a whole bunch of turnovers like they were doing that was sort of their calling card last year but um they are getting a lot more stops now you know you're playing san jose state and nevada and and stanford it's you know you're not it's not like a murderer's row of, of offenses that you're facing but the defense has looked a lot better and when they, you know i told you last year they added all these superstars on the offensive side um but they you know they did add a lot more star power on the defensive side this past year uh, Barrel Alexander, you know, he doesn't have a lot of stats, but he's, he could be the MVP of this defense. He's just such a disruptor, you know, big guy, you know, four or five star that would, you know, he had a sack in the national championship game last year, and now he's playing for USC. So, like, that, someone like that, I think, is making a big difference. They're deeper on the defensive line. I think their interior linebackers are a lot deeper. Uh, they, you know, they're probably going to get Mason Cobb back for this game, who comes over from Oklahoma State, uh, and there are a lot of transfers they brought in. You could almost start all transfers on the front seven uh, for this defense. And the, there's a lot of guys back in the secondary, but I think that's where the weakness has been so far watching this defense. Um, you know, they love guys like Caleb Bullock. He's been, you know, potential All-American and stuff back there. But they didn't really add a lot of transfers there. They've got a lot of experience back. But I would say they haven't performed maybe up to – what you would like that, you know, when they've given up big plays, a lot of times it's been the secondary. Um, so I would, I would look for that. If there's areas to exploit, I would check in the secondary, but there last year was a lot of the linebacker stuff, a lot of the defensive line outside of Tuli Tupelotu, but that front seven is just playing a whole lot better 
And they were a little banged up uh, with the interior linebackers, but most of those guys should be back, including former Sun Devil Eric Gentry, who looks who looks pretty good too. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go next. Uh, obviously, a guy that we have a little bit of history with. That I don't know how ASU fans necessarily feel about him, but give him uh, back. Uh, what if what what has he been? How has he been as a player in the in the last year and change? I guess uh, with USC. He was a huge part, I think, last year. And, you know, the early part of the schedule, when he was in there, he's like this, you know, this unicorn, like a six foot six, 200, I think he's like 215 or something now, guy that just gets in passing lanes and is disruptive and, you know, pretty sure a tackler and can run. You know, he's someone, I think, that really helped this USC defense. He got hurt last year and the defense kind of fell off a cliff. But I think that was more of just like they're playing better competition because mm-hmm. he ended up coming back and the defense was still pretty bad. But I think it's <laughs> been a really important part. It was really bad. But there, it's a really important part of uh, this defense, you know. And um, they didn't have a lot of options last year. Shane Lee transfers in from Alabama and was playing with like a, a you know, a club on his hand. Like they were just playing whoever was available. Now they can actually rotate in. And I think you might see him – you know, more third down kind of stuff. Maybe like a Shane Lee comes in on early downs. Yeah, they, they got Tack and Curtis as a true freshman. They like him there. So there's deeper, they're deeper in the interior linebacker spot, but they love using them. I think he's been someone that's uh, been a great teammate. I mean, you, you guys covered him here. You know, uh, the kind of great player he is and the great, great person. So it's, I think he's been a huge part kind of in this defense, but they're not asking him to do as much now because they have actually a little bit more, interior linebacker depth but he's a he's a different I mean he's a difference maker because he just does something he looks he doesn't look like what a normal interior linebacker would look like so he can kind of do some different stuff yeah at 6'6 he looks like his hand should be in the ground and he should be coming off the edge (laughs) uh in terms of Drew Pine obviously you've been covering USC a while you saw the way that he played for Notre Dame last year uh in that game against the Trojans it was I mean a tough hard-fought game up until that fourth quarter but drew played a phenomenal game what did you see from pine last year that i mean should give sun devil fans maybe any sliver of hope that this game will be competitive yeah he only had like three incompletions against usc three touchdowns and a pick now he had usc really gets exploited or they at least last year they were by tight ends they've done a lot better on this year but michael myers like you know great tight end for notre dame they protected him really well. He was executing in the pocket. So I'm not sure if you're going to see the same sort of, you know, formula there that, that worked. But, that I mean, I don't know if you want to say that, like, if you watch Pine the whole year, like, the USC game was, like, the high watermark. Right? Yeah. Where he looked – that's where he looked the best. But he was super efficient. Um, and, you know, I thought he did a really good job. Uh, if, you know, if he's healthy and he's able to go, I know there's a whole kind of situation going on there. But I think it would give him some – um, I mean, at least some confidence going in that like, hey, I faced these guys wearing the same uniforms last year, and I did pretty well. Yeah. Now, to be fair, this defense is completely different than it was last year. And we'll see. They haven't faced a great offense, like I mentioned. But, um, you know, Bear Alexander wasn't coming down, you know, on the defensive front and uh, Jamil Muhammad and all these guys coming in there. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. But I don't think it can hurt, right? Like, you've played this team last year and you, you had one of your best games of the year, if not the best, uh, that's gotta be, you know, a good sign. And, you know, Kenny Dillingham, if he's calling the plays now, maybe that's going to help things. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's one area you look at, you're like, Hey man, get some confidence here because I had success last year, but it really was. If you watch that game, I mean, the tight end was a huge part of it. 
uh, he was he was well well protected. So if you can mimic something like that, uh, then I think you could you know maybe try to find some of that same success. Yeah, it's almost I, like ASU has a great tight end of their own. Yeah, it is. I just have to ask <laughs> this because we are based in Phoenix, and I have to ask for I guess our Cardinals people. What has the Cliff Kingsbury experience been like at USC? <laughs> You know, it's funny how quiet we don't get to talk to, uh, you know, analysts. He's basically like a, yeah. an analyst, you know, and um, but I think he's made a difference for Caleb Williams. Um, they had two different guys that were sort of working with him. One was like a GA and one was like an analyst. And both of them took jobs, one like in the NFL, one became like an offensive coordinator somewhere. So the two sort of quarterback guys outside of, you know, Lincoln Wright obviously works with them, but yeah. he's running the whole team. He's running the offense. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need somebody that would be um, able to sort of take care of, hey, what does Caleb Williams need on a daily basis? And it seems like Cliff Kingsbury has been uh, that guy. Uh, one of my uh, reporters was walking around campus and, um, you know, you saw him kind of just walking through. The guy, you know, looks like Ryan Gosling, right? And nobody's really, like, he's, no one's really kind of paying attention to him, Um you know, as is just walking around campus. So it seems like he can be this person that is just sort of, uh, you know, anonymous or whatever, and just not really kind of drawing a lot of attention to himself. So it's, I think it's worked out well, but he's definitely been under the radar. It's not like this superstar guy that's on campus or anything. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Since he was in the limelight for a while, especially here in Arizona, last couple of questions before we get you out of here. Uh, Outside of football, it's been an interesting week for USC, seeing everything with the the reporter that Lincoln Riley suspended for two weeks, and then they just released a statement a little bit ago saying that he wasn't suspended anymore because of a conversation that him and Lincoln had. What kind of transpired throughout like that whole situation? Yeah, so that was an interesting one. Um, I was you know on vacation actually you know for USC's bye weekend. I was camping over in Catalina Island, and then. <sighs> This kind of comes through, and I was like, oh, what's going on here? So it's a younger reporter. Uh, he's new to the beat, and I feel like sometimes you can be maybe a little overzealous. They have these sort of like, I don't want to say arbitrary, they, they, these rules that you're not allowed to tweet about injuries and some other things like that. And then what ends up happening was that he was, uh, you know, he did a couple of those things that I think sort of was like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. And then uh, the story he wrote just seemed like kind of a fluff piece. It didn't seem like it was that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but maybe USC was sort of like, um, okay, you know, we, we've had enough and we're going to suspend him. Didn't seem like the smartest idea. The local media, you know, you know, this happens like, you know, LA times, everybody sort of circled the wagons and it's yeah. like, don't stop the media. And, you know, it, so then, you know, they released a statement today that they're like, they had a conversation. They're welcoming him back. And I think, the SID from uh, Arizona State, Doug, had credentialed Luca anyway. So there was kind of a whole thing with that. So, um, yeah, so that was – it was kind of a weird situation, but it's, I'm glad it's resolved. You don't want to, like, suspend someone from yeah, the team. Sure. But they kind of worked on the whole uh, situation there, yeah. Leave it to Doug Tamro to yeah. be the, the local legend and the hero <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, before we get you out of here, any predictions for yeah. Saturday's game? Uh, what is – Clubber Lang say pain. Like it's probably going to be one of those things like, you know, eight turnovers. This is a funny stat. USC in 17 games under Lincoln Riley, Michael Castillo is the one that tweeted, tweeted this out. Uh, 17 games under the Lincoln Riley, eight total turnovers. And uh, last week, Arizona state had eight turnovers. Um, I just think, you know, this is a, you're, you're, this is not a team to, I think Arizona state can get it right. Kenny Dillingham can call the game. You know, he's really good at offense. This isn't your get right game. This is going to be <laughs> USC coming off a bye week. Uh, 
you know, they're going to put up a lot of points. Like, they, even if you have a really good defense, and I think Arizona State's defense is better. They're getting up there to quarterback better. They look better than last year. But I just think it's one of those things that's going to be really tough to stop Caleb Williams. And we'll see, you know, maybe you can scratch up some points and, and beat the point spread. But, I mean, USC scoring under, like, 49 points, I think, would be surprising this one. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to go great. Uh, I mean, I think Fresno State's good, but this USC is like a whole nother game. So we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's that's sort of my take on it. Sorry, I don't mean yeah. to bring anybody down right there. <laughs> a get right game, USC, off a bye, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a recipe for success, but thanks so much, Ryan. We appreciate you uh, coming on today, man. Sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it's going to be um, – it's going to be an ass-whooping, <laughs> yeah. is what it sounds well, like it's going to be. That's kind of what be. we've been predicting all, all No, 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 absolutely. Week, right? yeah. Absolutely. Look, we'll go ahead and get into to more of the matchup and, and kind of dissect what Ryan had to say. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Factor. Sean, I'm moving into a new apartment here mm-hmm. in a couple days. I know the, the whole moving part is going to be blech, but... I Plus, feel like buying groceries when you're trying to move, it, it feels like it's impossible. It is. You don't have any time to, to go actually do any of those things, let alone once you've unpacked anything, then you got to cook. Oh, well, yeah. And you're like, oh, where's my forks? I can't find them. And yeah, it's in some box in the closet somewhere. And you got to move, you know, uh, the, the. I am not a fan of like the. <laughs> If anything is out of the fridge for like more than a few seconds, I start getting a little uncomfortable about it. Really? And then you got to you got to do the whole putting it in your car and moving it over to the other fridge and it's hot here. Ah. So you know how we solve that problem? Just get stuff sent to your new place. Do it. And that's what I'm going to do with Factor. Guys, Factor Meals is absolutely phenomenal. Not only do they send you like super cheap affordable meals, but they taste damn good like so surprisingly good. good like anytime yes. i've had a microwavable meal i'm just like oh it tastes like a microwave I, i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that i'm like Dalt is so bougie like i ate plenty of microwave meal growing up but factor's not any but factor is on a different level exactly look just some of the things that they have like i'm reading the breakfast items apple cinnamon pancakes mm. bacon cheddar egg bites potato bacon you egg need breakfast stop now because i'm pretty hungry are you kidding me guys head over to factormeals.com slash phnx devils 50 and use code phnx devils 50 to get 50 percent off that's code phnx devils 50 at factormeals.com slash phnx devils 50 to get 50 percent off Ooh, you can save all that money or you can take all that money you save and deposit it into your betmgm sportsbook account do it um because it's, I mean, football's back. So if you're going to start bet, sports betting, now is the time. Football's back. Um, and it's Thursday night football. Football's back? Tonight. Um, can somebody tell the Chargers? Okay. Please. Listen, guy. And, and, we, and we all we do is lose. Yeah. I mean, you guys need to fire your coach. So bet MGM. Um, I don't think you can bet on um, Staley to get fired quite yet. Um, but maybe once he does get fired, you can bet on who his replacement's going to be. Lincoln Riley. I don't know. Lincoln Hold on now. Hey now. Hey, hey now. now. He didn't even have to buy a new house. Hey now. Unless no, his hey, house. Hey now. His house got provided to him by USC, didn't it? Yeah, but I'm sure it's in his contract. He's not gonna like. They're not gonna make him sell his house. Well, no, but if the house was provided to him by USC, they might be like, okay, this is the head coach's house. You got to move out. I don't think that's how. It's not like the White House. It's not uh, like every USC coach has to live in this specific house. I mean, but if USC owns the house, then they're gonna be like, brother, get out of my house. I don't think that's how that works. And how do you know? I don't. You don't know. But I uh, just, what I do know <laughs> is that you can bet on the BetMGM. Um, and I know we need a parlay of the week, a parlay pick. So 
I am going to give you what I gave Leah the other day. A little Thursday night football um, kind of, you know, Arizona love. Oh, okay. It's a little parlay. I got to find where I sent this. Um, oh, my God. I talk to too many people. I don't know where it is. Um, you got it, Sean. You got um, it. This is great. All I know is that the parlay is the 49ers minus 10.5. And then Brandon Ayuk, anytime touchdown score. Uh, well, this is the parlay. Okay, you found it. Yeah. Uh, he's got the 49ers spread, minus 10 and a half. Yes. Brock Purdy, two plus passing touchdowns. Yes. Uh, and then AZ Ayuk boy. to score anytime. ASU boy. But I will say Ayuk is now doubtful to play. Oh, no. So just do the Brock Purdy, two plus touchdowns, and the Niners minus 10 and a half. Still plus money. Throw Debo in there instead as an anytime touchdown scorer for my fantasy team. <laughs> Robbie, I'll get to that comment here in a second. <laughs> uh yeah so uh make sure you get in on the bet mgm place your first bet mgm sportsbook wager through bet mgm sportsbook mobile app of at least ten dollars and you'll receive two hundred dollars instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome um so sign up for bet mgm use bonus code phnx place your first bet mgm sportsbook wager through bet mgm sportsbook mobile app of at least ten dollars you'll receive two hundred dollars instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome and now you can listen to shano Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., <laughs> Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 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 All right, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at Robbie's question here. <laughs> has Iron Mike Luke, first off, love that everybody refers to him as Iron Mike. Uh, had you guys tried the Del Taco burger yet? He talks about it almost every <sighs> podcast. Um, so I have not had the Del Taco burger yet. He has, though. He has asked us to try it on multiple occasions. He wants, he got, um, who, the, 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 Color guy, like the radio guys for oh, yeah. UA football. Lamont and, um, and why am I blanking on his name? We had him on the show. We had, he was on the, the listen, I'm not a U of A guy. Brian what? Jeffries. Brian Jeffries, yes. Um, he had them try it like in the oh, press yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, Mike Luke is different. Mike Luke um, is a different animal. We did, we did want to try them when we were in Vegas, we just never last, did. but we never had the time. Um, I think I've only ever had Del Taco once in my entire life. Um, I've never even like, or, oh man, I said I talk trash about Del Taco. We got a dislike. Damn. Probably Mike. You know, you know what I, what, <laughs> I want you to make a bet because I don't want to make this bet, but I think if, and I guess this could work for Mike too. Whatever the s s touchdown differential is in the Territorial Cup, that's how many Del Taco burgers you, you got to eat. eat. Jesus. <laughs> well, Mike, that's a win-win for Mike. Because either UA wins or he gets to eat a bunch of Del Taco cheeseburgers, Imagine which he loves. Imagine if it was like the 70-7 to 7 game, though. He's got to eat seven. Well, I don't even know. I can't do that math. That's that that's a lot of burgers. I mean, I guess it would be, what, nine touchdowns? Sure. Let's say, regardless, yeah, you have to eat nine Del Taco cheeseburgers. There's no way after three it tastes good. There's no shot. Oh, no. Not a shot. Not a shot. Um, but I'll try. I'll try anything once. So I'll get to Del Taco at some point. That's fair. All right. We just obviously, I mean, there's a lot to dissect there from Alex Grinch yeah. and obviously Ryan Abraham as well. Um, what stood out about that conversation with Ryan um, just in terms of, you know, this upcoming matchup? Um, uh, I don't know, mainly because it's like 
Caleb Williams is the greatest quarterback that we've seen in a very long time. Um, surprise. Um, I don't know how much is like like surprising. This team is who we thought they were. Um, Look, it's interesting because this is Caleb Williams is great. He's special. Yeah. He is what he so is. Everybody, everybody, everybody knows offensive it. Offensive line, maybe? everybody. That's exactly yeah. Maybe? The offensive line is an interesting point. But when you have Caleb Williams, it doesn't matter. He's... No, you're right. But I think this is this is again. You want we're not talking about obviously winning is what you're playing for. Yeah. Kenny went on about that. But you want to see building blocks. You want to stack yeah. days, right? As everybody says, you want to stack games. You want to stack weeks. I think this is a great opportunity. Obviously, the offense is doing what the offense needs to do, but defensively to stack weeks. Right. We saw them pile up six sacks in a very creative way last week. Okay, let's go take down Caleb Williams a couple times. Let's mm-hmm. go force this USC defense to have a little bit of trouble. Caleb Williams, you have to throw an interception, uh, according to Ryan, so far this season. Well, he did the same thing last year going into uh, week five against Arizona State. The only difference this week is, is a, this year is it's a week earlier. So we'll see if Arizona State can be the first team uh, to take the ball away from Caleb Williams. Nobody thought they could do it last year, and they did it. Turnover Obviously, luck, it was a bro. loss. But... Get the defense to stack a couple weeks. Get the offense to look a little bit different under Kenny and build some confidence yeah. for Drew Pine or Conover. Like, that's what I want to see. And to know yeah. that there are weaknesses, right? Like, he could have easily been like, there, there isn't a flaw. This is USC, yeah. Yeah, there isn't a flaw. Yeah. But there is. There is. Defensive I- backs... Which is huge for an offense that, my goodness, needs to move the ball. (laughs) Yeah. And then also, defensively, you're looking at an offensive line that is, you know, a little bit shaky. They don't have the the synergy that you'd maybe hope to have a top five team yet. But on the defensive side of the ball, we've seen guys like B.J. Green, Prince Dorbra, uh, even Roe Torrance getting after the quarterback. Yeah, my my big thing is, is you know, I don't think... I obviously don't think ASU's winning this game, but I want to see them, like you said, build and just win the battles that they can win, right? You know, let the defensive line win that battle with the offensive line. That might not necessarily look like getting three, four sacks on Caleb Williams because Caleb Williams is terrific pocket presence, but um, it, it may be making them a little uncomfortable. Maybe getting a tip pass at the line or something like that. And that, that's how I feel like you're going to get a turnover, right? Rattle. It, 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 is, is just kind of trying to make him as uncomfortable as you can make a guy like Caleb Williams, right? He's always, obviously always, there's never like, oh, he's out of the pocket. He's not a threat now. Like, he's always going to be a threat. But, um, yeah, just make him as uncomfortable as you can. Um, and, you know, uh, as far as the offense is concerned, like, first off, I'm very interested. It's not really related to what what we were talking about, but, like, I'm very just interested to see Drew Pond, like, we're going to see a quarterback that can move. Like, not that Jaden couldn't, but, like, we're going to see a quarterback who likes Everybody to Everybody thought Jaden was so, like, I don't want to say athletic, because he is athletic, but he, he's they not. They thought he was faster than he actually was? Yeah. He thought he was a runner? I wonder why that was. <laughs> Everybody uh, thought that. I, I, again, I wonder why that was. Well, like, we've been uh, saying the whole time that Drew Pine was the most athletic quarterback on this roster. I know. And, and yeah. Say what you <laughs> gotta say, Sean. Say what you want. <laughs> what do you want? I don't. I feel. I don't feel like it needs to be said. I feel like we all know exactly what I'm getting at here. Um, it's the same reason that people wanted Trenton Borgay to start over uh, Jaden Rashada. Anyways, um, but I'm just really interested to see Drew Pine like run. You know. Uh, but yeah, I, I just it, it is a lot of just you know build on on. I don't want to say build on last week because that's a terrible foundation to build off of. But you know. Not really, because it's on the floor, so I feel like it's pretty good. Well, yeah. I mean, building off last week could be scoring a field goal, and that's not acceptable to me. So, like, I mean, you got you to gotta do a little more than just be better than last week, but... Um, you know how you win this game? You 
punch them in the fucking mouth. Oh, I was gonna say Caleb Williams decides not to show up. No, his stomach uh, hurts. His no, you gotta come out there, and this yeah. is, this has gotta be like if I'm if I'm the defensive staff, I'm going into Kenny's office. I'm like, hey, you hired me because you hated to play me mm-hmm. on defense, and you said this defense is chaotic. It's chaos. It's we thrive on pressure. I'm gonna throw everything I have at Caleb Williams yeah. in the USC offense, and there is zero like. You're not holding anything back this yeah, week. And, and I mean, like again, this is college football, dog. You saw what happened last week. And, and obviously, this is not like an in-state rivalry like Colorado, Colorado State. But Colorado was objectively a significantly better team than Colorado State. But um, they, they, you know, they obviously competed. They went to two overtimes. They're, and that happens because I think there was a little bit of... They, they unsettled Colorado a little bit. Not just like within the game but like i think mentally kind of got under their skin a little bit and we're obviously playing with like nothing to lose reckless abandon and i think that's that's what asu can do to at least keep it competitive obviously colorado state lost that game but if you want to keep this competitive you're gonna have to win in the intangibles you're gonna have to you're gonna have to try harder you're gonna have to want it more you're gonna have to you're gonna, you're gonna have to get under the skin a little bit you're gonna have to make sure and again i don't want this i by no means because obviously especially with that colorado state game we saw um, honestly, one of the dirtiest plays I've seen in college football in a while. Um, that was the dirtiest. Play I, I don't seen. that that's unacceptable. But uh, you know, uh, you gotta let Caleb Williams has to know you're there. Yeah, you gotta if you can get you can get contact on him. You can make him feel you there without committing penalties. You have to take those opportunities. Um, and so it's just those little things. You want to see him. You just want to see this team look competent in some, especially offensively, because they have defensively. Um, and I want to see Carlson kick the ball more than thirty-seven yards. You know what this this is, and I this analogy could totally be off, but I just feel like this is all year long. We've seen Kenny and his staff be aggressive, mm-hmm. right? And it's maybe it's just because we just saw this movie, but Bottoms, and it's that one girl that blows <laughs> up the car, and everyone's like, "What the fuck? Like, what are you?" Like, what are you doing? Like, that's exactly what that was like. Is like all the Sun Devil fans are like, what are you doing with all this stuff? <laughs> and then it gets to the USC game and we're like, be aggressive as you possibly can. And the kid's just like, oh, now you want to bump. Yeah, now you want to bump. Like, that's exactly like, that's what it's going to take. It is going to take supreme aggression on both sides of the ball and in special teams if you want to make this a game because they're not just going to luck into Caleb Williams having an off day because it doesn't happen. Magicians yeah. don't have off days. Not when you play quarterback for USC. So you're going to need unless to... Unless you are the Oregon State defense. Unless you're the Oregon State defense and they still lost that game. They did. So it's going to but take not everything. because of Caleb Williams. And if you want to go see Arizona State potentially pull off the... what that'd be, I mean, that'd be the craziest upset of the season so far. It's also an opportunity to go see a future... NFL quarterback in Caleb Williams. And, Sean, you know where you should get tickets to do that? Obviously. Because there's only one place. Obviously. It's game time, man. It's game time. And, guys, you better hurry up because from the sounds of it, sounds like it could be getting awfully close to a sellout. Game time has the best prices, but, you know, we've been talking about game time a lot recently. Like, hey, you can go get these $3 tickets at ASU Football. You can steal $32. That's USC, man. That's USC, dog. That's go get them. That's Seriously. USC, dog. These aren't bad I mean, if you, for Honestly, even if you're just a fan of college football, like, go. You got one of the best teams in the country. Like, this team could win the national championship, and they're coming to Tempe. And you're telling me that if somehow they win this game? Oh, you're going you're gonna to be you're gonna be wishing. You you're going to be wishing. Like, I bet you wish you were at ASU Washington when ASU beat, I think, number four Washington we were, at awesome. the time years ago. 
and ASU stormed the field. That was crazy. Or how about when ASU beat Justin Herbert, that hurts to say, in the Oregon Ducks? Just like, like everyone does in the NFL. You, you're... You're dirty. I'm sorry. That was win a game. That was messed win a game. up, dude. Win a game. That was dog. messed up. Congratulations. You beat the Raiders, guys. <laughs> you couldn't right go, now. Go get yeah, some tickets. Go get some tickets. Who'd you lose on to on game time? We lost to some good teams, man. Guys, snag the tickets without the stress of game time and the stress of Sean in your ear. Download the game time app. The Titans create the an account Tennessee Titans and use Ryan code Tannehill, PHNX. Good teams. Don't make me mad right now. And use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase, guys. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for twenty dollars off. Download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and if you need to be like toastry on a monday after the you know chargers have inevitably lost and he needs to hide his face you're evil the best way to hide your face with a nice pair of sunglasses from shady rays of course um they're the best and when toastry inevitably gets pissed off because the chargers have yet again lost to a team they probably shouldn't have lost despite their offense putting up like 83 points um and he takes the shady rays and spikes them into the ground out of frustration Lucky for him, the people at Shady Rays have his back because they have no questions asked replacement policy. You lose or break your pair of Shady Rays, they're going to send you a new pair. No questions asked. Or if you get your Shady Rays and you don't like them, which you're going to, but if for some reason you don't like them or you need to get a different pair, um, 30 days. You can exchange them or return them for free. Again, no questions asked. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's two plus pairs. So Tojo can get real prepared so he can spike that one and not even have to go through the process of trying to get that second pair because he's got it there already. Um, Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You lost to Zach Wilson's Jets. No, that was bad, but at least we've won a game this year. You played two. And we won one. How many have you won? Zero. You want to fire your head coach. I do want to fire my head coach. So I'm in a better spot. You don't need to do that. Go Bills. And it's just like out of nowhere. Like. Also, I'm not gonna you you shot me this look when he brought up Michael Mayer as if he said anything about Michael Mayer being the best oh tight end. God, you were just we like Michael Mayer was a pretty good tight end. You looked at me he like is. He, he is like, a good tight end. Yeah, he is. I never said he wasn't. You but did. he's not fucking no, I did not. I just said he's not as good as Dalton Kincaid. He's better. No, he got his first catch last week. Donkey Kincaid's been a dog through two weeks. Don't I, talk to me. I blame Donkey the Raiders. Donkey Kincaid carried Utah's offense. I blame the Raiders. I blame the Raiders. For what? For getting for 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 Josh Allen completing eighty three point some percent of his passes. I I'm I'm absolutely. I've been getting just heat thrown at me for the last five minutes. So you know what? We're going to get into the Eric Gentry stuff in a second. <laughs> uh, and we're not even going to prep with any of the sound bites or any of that oh, first. Oh, yeah. This is just Eric Gentry roasting Sean. So let's go ahead and get to that. Why don't we? So I don't know if your opinion is going to be valid on this now because you said you don't have good drip. But who's got the best drip out of the three of us? No, we're not doing this. No, we're, do- we're doing that. If you had to pick. Okay, if I had to pick. I can't. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pick the middle. And the reason I'm going to say that. It is what it is, guys. Again, because I can't see, I can't see what, what the white shirt with the white hoodie. I, if I see, <laughs> there we go. Oh hell no! Now, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I didn't come dressed up thinking we were about to ask this yo, question. Yeah, that's the craziest part. Licks, would, okay, listen, man. The funny thing is that he's dressed the way I normally dress. He he bit my drip. Okay, okay. Apparently, right, that's right. that's apparently what it is. You just chilling right now. It's a podcast. You just chilling. <laughs> he's upset. He's real upset. He uh, said he's real mad right now. That's a podcast. <laughs> it was crazy because a totally 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 set us up for failure because he knew damn well he was going to ask that question when he got dressed. Y'all could ask that question. And and, and, and B. 
Um, Gentry himself said he didn't have drip. And and now, and also, you're oh coming. My God. No, no, no. You're just going to play a clip of a man that everyone in this group chat despises as a way to get back at me? Yeah. That's they all, don't, none of them hey, value his opinion. I didn't have a whole lot of, uh, in my, what's it called? Right. I'm running out of words. <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't have a lot of firepower to throw at you last yeah. second. So I go. just opted to use former ASU linebacker Eric Gentry and what he had to say. Listen, I know what I am. His opinion doesn't bother me. No, it didn't that day at all. No, nah, it more bothered me that you set us up for failure <laughs> than Sorry, a man who said he had, a man who himself said has no drip roasted me for my drip. Well, it is what it is. Look, Eric Gentry <laughs> obviously playing the Sun Devils now for the second time in his career. Uh, first time that he's back in Tempe to play Arizona State. And he, he, he talked about the, the return to ASU and the hype around it. Uh, it's not nearly as much as it was obviously mm-hmm. in year one, but it is going to be exciting for him to come back. Uh, and play ASU, but that's not really what he's focused on, and at least in terms of the return, this is what he's focused on. Not as much, for sure not as much as last year. I feel way better. Um, it's a whole new team that they got, so I definitely don't feel like uh, the weirdness of playing with the guys that I know. Um, it's a game, man. It's just I'm, I'm really excited to have a damn near, perfect game for me, so that's really what I'm worried about right now. Anytime you get a former player coming uh to play your team, it is kind of, you're a little bit on edge, I yeah. feel like, especially when the talent is there with yeah. Eric Gentry. Yeah, you you're know, like, Eric Gentry is probably better than, or he's better than any linebacker that ASU has. Did you see what Juju Mitchell did against Colorado State? No. He had like 15 tackles. Oh. He was kicking off the team, rightfully so. Uh, Eric Gentry, though, is like a totally different animal. Um, this is a kid that will be in the NFL one day. Yeah. And look, I know there's people in the chat that hate him. He went and got a bag. I have no issue with Eric Gentry. Friend of the program, Eric Gentry. Friend of my drip, Eric Gentry. Um, foe of Sean DePaz's drip, Eric Gentry. Like, That's fun. I got no issues with him. <laughs> uh, you know, I think on Saturday, you're going to obviously want ASU's offense to destroy that USC defense. Um, and Ryan talked about it in terms of, you know, Drew Pine was able to slice and dice that defense thanks to Michael Mayer. I know it was a joke at the time, but Jalen Conyers is a hell of a tight end. He's back this week. Um, I imagine you will see that matchup with Jalen Conyers and Eric Gentry more than once this weekend. Um, And look, my money's on Jalen. My money's on Jalen to get it done, Um, at least in that one-on-one matchup. And I think it is going to be exciting. And I hope, I really, really hope that, you know, it is a, he, he has his homecoming or whatever, but at the end of the day, maybe ASU shocks some people. So, yeah. I mean, I would like to see it. Obviously, um, it, yeah, he, he's very good. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, getting back to like you're kind of, it's a little, like I, I don't want to see him play well. That's for damn sure. No, yeah, <laughs> like and that's what, you that's can my play biggest. Every other, you play uh, well. Yeah, right. that's my biggest fear. Like I don't want to see him. Maybe his stomach will hurt too. A single person wearing red and gold, uh, whatever color they're. What do they call their? Mm. They refer to it as red. I don't know what like their Trojan red. I don't know. I don't know what they. Because, you know, like, some schools get real bougie about their color. We don't wear, we don't wear, oh, I'll say it's not red, we're scarlet. We're maroon and gold. Yeah, we're not. ASU's maroon and gold. Yeah. yeah, I think they're red and. I thought they had a, f- a special color for their, or a special name for their red. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to see any of them off. They got loser up. red. Yeah. That's what it is. Losers. Yeah, losers, <laughs> you bums. Yeah, you guys stink. Imagine being number five. Bet you wish you were number four. Yeah. Losers. Horns up, baby. 
You guys stink. Did I bring that up on the show the other day or did I say it off air? I don't know. That we're on the collision course potentially for a Texas USC. Oh, no, USC. Yeah, you said that off air. I did? Yeah. Texas USC National Championship, man. I'd like to see it. Minus the fact that USC would probably smoke Texas because Texas is fraudulent. Um, and they apparently played, paid their uh, with their soul to beat USC all those years ago. Was um, it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm in love with sports because of that moment. Mm. So if that doesn't happen, you're not here right now? I don't know. So we can thank Vince Young? or mm-hmm. okay. He's a dog. Bill's a legend, Vince He's Young. He's a dog. He played for the Bills? Yeah. I think he played for the Titans. When did he play for the Bills? Like at the end of his career. Oh, so. Yeah, and I yeah, didn't I really. He was not. I said that sarcastically. He was not a Bills legend. Dude, I don't know Titans if he ever started. Team, Vince Young, Chris Johnson, and Lendell White on that Titans team was fun. Dude, also. And then you had the cheater, Albert Hainsworth, on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Steve McNair also. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. That's tough. Tough situation. That's tough that's transition, tough. guys, but I'm going to do it. Uh, Circle K. Okay. They have, they have everything you need. I go there twice a day, sometimes for gas, but mainly for the great deals that they have on all the snacks and the energy drinks. That's how I started my day this morning. Went straight from my house to Circle K to get an energy drink, then mm. to work. Uh, they've also got this new amazing thing called a free membership program. Uh, you should probably sign up. It's called Inner Circle, guys. Yeah. And you guys can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups and get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products. Pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks. Like I said, they got some phenomenal mm. deals as well on snacks and energy drinks inside. I can't wait to get my Del Taco burger for dinner tonight. <laughs> guys, join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com. For details. One of the best parts of Circle K is their large... Se- be- uh, wow. Don't worry. Words are hard. Their large beer selection. I know. You were running out of them earlier. Um, <laughs> um, He's the, all, no, I am. I don't know why. Hey, he beat my ass today. <laughs> he beat my ass with words It's a 10-8 round. 10-8 yeah. round. But uh, like I... Something... Like, gas stations back from where I'm from don't have like the beer caves. Like they got... Like you go to the Circle K near here and they got a beer cave. Um... Uh, they got a beer cave and it's awesome because you walk in, it's ice cold, and they just got a bunch of beer. Baller. Um, we were shooting water bottles off a, off a, at a trash can off off screen. If you were wondering what was going on there, um, but yeah, their beer selection is awesome. And of course, um, the reason it's awesome because they got a great selection of Four Peaks, which is the best beer in Arizona and Nevada and California. I mean, oh, that's yeah. just shouting out Kill Lift. <laughs> he didn't even know. He didn't even know. Yeah, shout out. Uh, we got to send that clip to Max. He'll get a kick out of that. Uh, but check out uh, our friends over at Four Piece. They got a lot of great stuff going on. Um, like he said, Kilt Lifter, great, for, great football beer. Great football great beer. Football so try beer. that. And it's also pumpkin porter season. So, you know, weather's cooling down a little bit. You get inside, get cuddled up, snuggy with a little pumpkin porter, you know, watch some football on a Sunday. It's a vibe. Get some pumpkin porter cheesecake and some hey, it's, 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 and some French onion soup. It's about to be cuffing season. You know what the vibe is? Season. Yeah, we're you can cuff some pumpkin exactly, porter. Exactly. That's what we're doing. I'm going to be, yes. Yeah. I'm going to be, yeah. Laid up with some pumpkin porter. Yeah. I couldn't Multiple think of the word I was looking for. Porters. Multiple. They're going to yeah. be all over. Yeah. I'm going to be like Hugh Hefner, but with pumpkin, pumpkin porter. porters. Um, 
Anyways, check them out. They got a lot going on. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. Stein Holding, Oktoberfest, and Haunted Brewery Tours are right around the corner. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. I love the fight in the chat right <laughs> fight now. Fight on. KG, get out of here. No. Fight, fight on. on. <laughs> I, I, I respect the resilience. I, I respect I, it from both of y'all. I wish you had been here the whole show. I like, because I like when we get to talk shit to opposing fans. That's fair. Especially when they're good. Like, I, I hate when the fans show up at the end of the show because I don't get the time to decide if I like them or not. Because we have a lot of fans that come in from the other, from like other teams and Yo, stuff. Yo, KG, and like, are you cool or no? Like, they're pretty cool. Like, and they'll hang out for a little bit and, you know, they'll talk their shit, but it's all funny games. And sometimes we have people come in here and they're just like, Yes, you shouldn't be a school. You should all lose your jobs. Go fuck. And we're like, relax, dog. It's not like it's not that deep. We're all having fun here. Guys, if you had fun here today, <laughs> leave a little like. Do Bobby Hurley a little solid. Leave that like. Um, also, subscribe. Super easy. Do some notifications. And do some on notifications. Saturday, ahead of the game, we're going to go ahead and we're going to be at Illegal Pete's for a little pregame party whether you're an ASU, USC fan, if you're a college sports KG, fan, you can come through. get out there, join us for a pregame meetup. I heard Damon's going to be there. He's Who? a U of A fan. Damon? Dog. Damon, dog. Dog. Yeah, no, word on the street, Quavo is going to be there too. Quavo! Uh, live PHNX Sun Devils game show. Definitely show up, show out. Do De- be clear that just Coach the word Sanders on the street. Show up. Just yeah. the word on the street, nothing official. Yeah. Just the, we've heard some things that Dion, Barack Obama, yeah. Gandhi, all might be there. Really? Potentially. I heard Oprah's coming. Yeah. And no, it's the Gandhi be part would be real crazy. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, Amelia Earhart's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be lit. You're definitely going to want to be there, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed the content, if you didn't, if you're somewhere in between, uh, do us a favor. Give us a follow yeah. over at PHNX underscore Even the USC Sun Devils. Fans, give us a follow. It helps us out. You can follow me nice. at Anthony underscore Tochi. You can follow this man right here at Sean underscore to pause. Just, I mean, turned up as always. USC priority in the chat. I joined late. USC content comes first. I wish quick recovery to your roster, USC priority, we do too. Uh, we'll have some predictions, a little prediction party, if you will, on Friday. It's going to be a vibe. It's going to be a hell of a time. If you're a USC, uh, if you're a fan of anybody, show up, show out. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. But in the meantime, enjoy your thirsty Thursday. Peace.